Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Torah Psych 101, where if you love Torah and you love psychology, this is the podcast you have been waiting for. I am your host, Dr. Jonathan Lassen. Let's get right into it. Time and time again, we see people in life that are ordinary people, as we would look at them, but they are capable of doing extraordinary things. Everybody goes through tough times, and HaKadosh Baruch who only gives the toughest fights to the strongest warriors, as they say. And this is a very important lesson in life that we need to sometimes go against the grain, go against what we think we're capable of doing. We've all heard stories of people lifting up cars to save somebody that's trapped underneath a car. And sometimes you have to try even though you don't think you're ever going to possibly succeed. And that is a big lesson that we learn in life just from ordinary people that turned extraordinary. As I mentioned many times in my recent book, Out of the Cracks, we see people who have come from broken places and have come out very, very happy and successful and generative people in life. And as they say, everybody goes through tough times, but tough times never last, but tough people do. And we see this concept that tough times never last, but tough people do, brought out in this week's Parsha. In this week's Parsha, this is something that I heard over in the name of Rabbi Fran, Rabbi Sacher Fran from Baltimore. It says in Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Beis, we're introduced to somebody who's new from in the Torah. We don't hear his name until this week's Parsha. It says, Re'ei Karasi V'Shem B'Tzalel Ben Uri Ben Chor Yehuda. So we're introduced to somebody named B'Tzalel. And B'Tzalel in the Parsha is referenced by his name, and then his father's name, and his grandfather's name, and the Shevet from which he comes from, which is Shevet Yehuda. B'Tzalel ben Uri ben Hur Lamata Yehuda. Now this is not very common that the Torah traces the lineage of somebody all the way back to the grandparents and to the tribe that they came from. So what is the reason why that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in introducing B'Tzalel, who is the architect of the Mishkan, that he is traced back with such lineage. Also, we see that from Rashi, in the Rashi in Perak Lamed Hay, Pasuk Lamed, explains that Hor was actually the son of Miriam. So why is Rashi telling us this now? What is the importance of telling us this fact that that uh, Hor uh, was from the son, was the son of Miriam? So we said B'Tzalel ben Uri ben Hor. So now we're tracing it back even further to Miriam. And this is important to know according to the Medrash because the Medrash says that it was in the Zechus of Chor that B'Tzalel was given the opportunity to be the architect of the Mishkan. And B'Tzalel didn't just see this as a chance to be the architect, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him special knowledge, as we see in the Gemara Brachos. It says, Shema B'Tzal Kel. Maybe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu really was uh, guiding you through this uh, this whole procedure of building the uh, Mishkan. And this was all coming from the Zuchus of Chor. Now, my friend asks, who was this Chor that was uh, so special that Rashi traces the lineage all the way back to Chor being the son of Miriam? So he tells over how we see some very special things about Miriam. The Chor, we know he was somebody who went against the grain. As we see in this week's parsha, Hor rebelled against the people who wanted to make the Egel. 
And when he tried to rebel against the people who were going to replace Moshe, who was their missing leader, with an Egel Hazav, Hor stood against them, and unfortunately he was killed by the mob. And that's why uh, it says that Aaron tried to stall, and he didn't stand up to the, the mafia that was going on, and because he, he, uh, he knew what was going to happen. He saw what happened to his nephew, who was Hor. So Hor came from Miriam. Then Miriam must have this, uh, this trait too. So where did Miriam get this trait? So Chazal say that when Paro made this uh, gezerah, that he was going to throw all the male children, all the babies, all the male babies into the Nile River, that's when Amram decided to do, get, the, get a divorce from Yocheved. And he said that, why should we have children if they're just going to be die? They're just going to die. And of course, we know the end of the story. Little Miriam comes along and says to her father, you know, you shouldn't do that because Paro only made his gezerah on the Zacharim, not the, not the Nekevas. So you're, you're giving a death, uh, uh, you know, a death wish to the girls too. And uh, also Paro only said that the children would be killed in this world, but now you're preventing them from having the world to come as well. So what was Miriam trying to do? Do you think Miriam knew that she was going to be, going to be able to convince her father? Well, according to Moshe Feinstein, she definitely was doing what she thought was right, and she tried, and it worked. So sometimes, as we see before, and we started out this podcast, you have to try to do things even if you think you're not going to succeed. And Rabbi Fran brings other examples, such as when Moshe was put in the basket in the uh, the river, and his sister Miriam was standing by, and he was she was watching uh, the, the process of Moshe being carried away by the river. And Basparo comes, and she finds the basket. We all know she stretches out her arm, and her arm extends. So Miriam went over to Basparo and says that. Um, that there's there's something that we can do that they should, they should really uh, save this baby because this baby is going to become a future prince. So, also says, uh, he brings down a third example of Thoros Rush, who says that after Kriyas Yamsuf, the men were singing Az Yashir, and then the women were complaining that they also wanted to sing, and so they went to the Miriam, and they complained, and they said, we want to sing and dance too. So the Thoros Rush says that Miriam saw there was a problem, um, that uh, this would be a problem of call Isha, so she decided to take a tambourine and drums, and she uh, she started to drum very very heavily, and it made a lot of noise. And she reasoned that hey, you know, if we uh, bang loud enough, then the men wouldn't hear the call Isha, so it wouldn't be such a problem. So we see that Chor and Betzalel by proxy by proxy twice because it was a grandson that Bitzalel ben Uri ben Hur came from Miriam as well, and they all had these common traits of going against their grain. And this is something really special that we can learn from the Parsha, is that when you think you can't do something, that's when you should do something, because Hashem is giving you a challenge. He's putting that challenge right in front of your face. And that is what we need to do as Yidin. That's what we need to learn from the story of Bitzalel ben Uri ben Hur Lamate Yehuda, and from the whole story of Miriam. May we all be blessed with the power to go against our grain, and in the face of something that seems impossible, remember that within the word impossible, 
it also spells out, I am possible. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I am Dr. Jonathan Lassen, a therapist, educator, and lifelong learner. I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, and suggestions by emailing me at jonathanlassen2018 at gmail.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-L-A-S-S-O-N 2018 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and learning from you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and are psyched for our next Torah Psych Podcast.